And we're live. Hey, SaaS sales players, it's me, Jesse. And I wanted to put together an episode before the end of the year because I think something that's probably on top of everyone's minds is how do I do better in 2022 in my SaaS selling career? What resolutions do I need to put in place? What goals, what intentions do I have? This is that time of year when everyone's thinking about how to be better and level up for the year to come. And I'm no exception to that. Although I don't set super rigid goals for myself, I do have some intentions and some outcomes that I'm constantly driving towards. And then I tend to work backwards with small micro goals. Uh, but I'm not like a huge fan of New Year's resolutions because what I've found is usually by the end of January, a New Year's resolution might be out the window and I'm back to where I was. So I try to be really careful and I try to set long-term, very realistic goals. So I want to do a podcast, let's call it a mini series here within the show called Accelerating Your SaaS Sales Results and Career in 2022. And today's episode is going to focus on earnings and how to earn the highest W-2 of your career in 2022. For most of us, that is the goal, is how can we continue to level up our sales uh, in a, you know, in a way that we're earning more and getting more commissions and being able to kind of move towards financial freedom and the ability to, uh, you know, accomplish what we need to accomplish with our resources. Right. And I was really fortunate. I'm coming from a place where for me, 2021 was my highest W2 in my entire career. And it's going to be a really hard one to top, but I'm looking forward to that uh, adventure. And I do believe that I'm going to supersede what I earned last year. So I want to just open up sort of my own personal playbook and how I'm thinking about earning a bigger W-2 than I did last year, what I think I need to do in order to achieve that, and how you can start start to get some of these things in place for your own career if you are you know, setting yourself a goal of, of earning more than you earned last year, which I, I would assume most of us in SaaS are. So hang on real quick, my screen timed out. And we're back. Uh, I've got my notes here in front of me. So hopefully this doesn't sound like a bunch of word salad. Uh, full disclaimer here, I went ahead and had a big cup of cold brew and I'm just getting back from a trip to the gym, which I recently signed up for after almost two years of not going to the gym due to the pandemic. So if I sound incredibly wired, it's because I'm not only excited to talk about money and earnings and W-2s, but I'm also you know pretty hopped up on caffeine and endorphins. So there's that. So let's dive into it. How can we, you know, how can, how am I thinking about earning my, my best W2 this year in 2022? So as cliche as it sounds, and I know everyone says this is you got to have a plan. And I used, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person that didn't used to sit down and make plans for myself or make lists or set goals. I was really a, a you know, shoot from the hip kind of guy for many, many years. And even in my SaaS career, I wasn't necessarily as structured or as disciplined as I am now. It's come with just time and experience and, you know, observing the, the positive results from actually sitting down and creating a plan. And when I say create a plan, you, everyone knows that person out there who's incredibly detailed and they have this, you know, very specific exact plan for how they're going to achieve everything. And they walk around with their planner or their phone or whatever, and they're always talking about it. More power to those people, not not hating on anyone who uh, is very structured in their goal setting. I just know that I'm the kind of person that is a little bit more shoot from the hip. That said, I do believe in setting a goal, especially when it comes to your earnings. 
you're not going to be able to achieve your highest W2 if you don't have an idea of what you're trying to hit. You can't just say, I want to have my highest W2, but not necessarily put a number behind it. And I'm going to get into why, but you do have to have a specific number that you're driving to. And this has always been a pretty easy thing for me to set a goal around. I don't think it's too hard to sit down and write on a napkin or type into your phone notes. Hey, I want to make you know, insert the number 100,000, 200,000, 500,000, 1 million, whatever, right? This, the, the moon's the limit, the sky's the limit. So sit down, write down your realistic number. Again, on a napkin, in your phone, text it to your friend who is, is close and trusted, text it to your parents, I don't know. Uh, and make it a realistic goal. If you're in your first or second year of your SaaS career and you're an SDR, you probably don't wanna write down $500,000 W2. I'm not saying you couldn't achieve that. And perhaps somewhere at some point, some SDR has made, you know, a half a million dollar W2 setting meetings and generating enough leads. I, I hope that's happened, but realistically speaking, that just may not be where you are yet in your career. So it's best to look at what you achieved last year and then add some multiple to that. Now, the beautiful thing about sales, especially in SaaS is incomes can be crazy. You can increase your base salary by 40% in one year. You can, you know, basically for, for most companies that have an uncapped commission structure, again, the sky's the limit. Uh, so make sure your comp plan supports those goals. Be realistic about it because if you, if you aren't, and you know, let's say I was a first year SaaS seller and I set a goal to do seven figures on my W2 and then I, I only hit, you know, a hundred thousand this year, 200,000 this year then I'm going to be down on myself for, for not hitting it. Now, if you're the kind of person who's not going to get down on yourself, cool, set the craziest goals you can set and go after them and be, you know, specific about how you might achieve it as, as specific as you can be. But I'm not a big fan of setting unrealistic goals, set something that you think is achievable, but also aggressive. Don't be too easy on yourself. If you made hundred K last year, don't say, I just want to make 101 K this year. Most people aren't going to do that, especially in SaaS sales you know that there's significant lift on base salaries, there's significant upside in terms of commissions and on-target earnings, and then there's other ways you can make money as well with accelerators and spiffs and equity packages and those kind of things. So there's so many different ways, but set yourself a realistic goal that's you know an improvement on last year by a significant amount, but not too crazy. Got it, so now that you've written that down, what I have always done, you know, I shouldn't say always have done, but the last couple of years I've put together a capacity plan uh, or a capacity. I've actually built out a capacity calculator. If you're not familiar with that term, most leadership and, you know, sales leadership and co-founders use capacity plans and calculators for the, the reps on their team. And more than likely your founders, your CEO, your vice president of sales, your CRO has a capacity calculator for everyone on this in the sales organization and what it is and it can be as detailed or as you know light as you need it to be but in some cases i've seen capacity calculators that say if this person makes this many phone calls they'll generate this much pipeline and this much pipeline is worth this many millions and if they if you know 33 percent of this closes or whatever it is then this is how much revenue we can expect uh, to be contributed from this individual contributor so I actually have a capacity calculator template that I'm happy to share. Just reach out to me, jesse at jessewoodbury.com or hit me up on LinkedIn. I will share that template with you if you want to use it. I basically plug in my numbers every single December and say, okay. And I, by the way, my, my calculator doesn't have phone calls or emails because those are, you know, really 
uh, tough to measure the ultimate outcomes of prospecting activities, but you and your business in your you know region and those kind of things, which should know a little bit more about how many calls or emails you need to make, or how many you know relationships you need to build in order to achieve uh, the pipeline goals and ultimately the revenue goals that you're trying to achieve. But if you want to take a look at my calculator, just let me know. Happy to share it. It's in an, it's in an Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet, and basically it says. If I can generate this many qualified opportunities at this average sale price and convert this many of those, this is how much revenue I can expect. And then you can kind of work backwards and say, okay, great. If I want to, you know, sell over a million dollars worth of software this year, which will net me, you know, whatever your comp plan is. And you should also have those details as well. And I think my calculator has a place where you can add in what percentage of each deal you keep as a seller. So you know, use the capacity calculator to work backwards and figure out how many relationships you need to build, how many meetings you need to set, how many qualified pipeline opportunities you need to put in, in order to achieve those. And then it, it does kind of become a numbers game. It's more nuanced than that. It's never just a numbers game. There's all kinds of factors that can kill deals. There's factors that can accelerate deals and so many other things. But uh, this at least gives you a basis to start and a benchmark to guide yourself towards that ultimate earnings goal. Now, I'm also a big believer that the next 90 to 100 days are going to be mission critical for you to achieve your annual earnings goals. So if you want to crush it in 2022, the next 90 to 100, 90 to 100 days are going to be the most important for you. Why? Well, there's a lot of reasons. Primarily, this is when you know business people are making budget decisions. Budgets are typically renewed in January for most companies. You have uh, you know new hires, new people coming in in Q1, starting in roles that want to add technology to their stack. You have tr- you know typically before the pandemic, this was trade show season. Also, between January and, and April was when most of the trade shows happened. So this is also a time when you're getting together. You have prospects going out to trade shows to research technology and and evaluate partners and those kind of things. So this is a really critical time when businesses are making those decisions, budgets are renewed. And this, from what I've found in, in my whole career so far, has been that most prospects are, are, are receptive during, you know, Jan- more receptive, I should say, between January and April to, to taking a discussion or taking a meeting with you to learn more about your solution. So you need to take advantage of the next 90 to 100 days in terms of pipeline building, reaching out, identifying who your most in-profile companies and prospects are. And this is really where you can accelerate your gains is being very focused on companies that you think fit perfectly in with your service or your SaaS. So identifying who those companies are in your book of business that are great fits, who are the buyers at those businesses that are gonna make the, you know, the most engaged prospect and how do you sort of double down on those individuals between now and let's say April or let's say 90 to 100 days, you know, sometime in April, how can you, you know, get in front of those people as quickly as possible starting next week, early January, because this will help you build pipeline that is going to carry you through the entire 2022 year. Because remember in July, August, a lot of these people are going to go on vacation and they're not going to be uh, able to take a meeting. They're not going to be in a position to sign contracts. And it's just a little bit harder to do business during those summer months. And then it's also going to get hard again around December, November, December, when everyone's sort of thinking about the holidays and the end of the year. So now is really the most critical time to, to start building pipeline that's going to set you up for a successful 2022. What else do I got here? I'm just looking over my notes. Um, This is also a great time to, if you need to make a move, so evaluate 
am I able to earn what my earnings goal is in my current company or am I not? If you can't, then you need to go find a place that you can realistically. And I'm also not a big advocate of just jumping ship, especially if you have a great manager and there are other awesome factors in place. Don't just move for the money, but you know, be honest with yourself and try to understand if it's possible to achieve your earnings goals in your current role. And if it's not, this is a great time to go out and look for a role that's going to help get you there. And then uh, let's see here. I think that's all I got for uh, for accelerating your revenue uh, and having the highest W-2 in your SaaS selling career. So hopefully this isn't too oversimplified. Again, I could probably talk for hours about this. I'm debating putting together a course on how to, it, basically a course called the 90 day action plan. It's my own playbook that I use to start the year off right to get the machine going on the prospecting side and to start building pipeline that's gonna carry me through the rest of the year while also doing things that sort of make me more well-rounded as a professional, a business person and a salesperson. So let me actually shift gears to that here. Hold on, let me see quickly. All right, I'm 16 minutes in here. Uh, just trying to see how long I'm going here because I wanna save some for a future episode. Uh, a few other things that you might do that I think could help your earnings, you know, in addition to what I've already talked about, which is the goal setting, the capacity and planning, and then working backwards to get to your, you know, earnings number. Here's a few other things that I think will just help with all of that collectively. One, and I talked about this earlier, but just taking care of yourself uh, physically and mentally. Uh, I mentioned that I just recently signed up for a gym after, you know, pretty much going the whole pandemic, doing only workouts at home. It's been, I've been doing it for about two weeks now and it's helped clear my head. I feel better. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm a lot more energetic and, you know, just all kinds of awesome benefits. So I think if you take care of yourself physically uh, and then also mentally, you know, make sure you're, you're, you're setting aside time to recharge and you're, you know, resting and getting enough sleep and all those things. And you'll hear a lot of talk about that online, but being as physically and mentally strong as you can is only going to help you, uh, you know, feel better about everything and approach everything with a clearer head and not make any mistakes and be more detailed and those kind of things. So take care of yourself physically and mentally. Um, read, write, and speak. So I call this the holy trinity of business and sales. When I'm reading and I practice writing and I practice speaking, first of all, those are all really complementary activities. And doing all of those collectively makes you a better communicator. It makes you a better salesperson, persuader, presenter, and just frankly, a more well-rounded person. When I read, my writing gets better. When I write, my speaking gets better. And then, you know, again, it's just sort of this snowball effect. And one of the reasons I started this podcast was because I wanted to be able to, to speak more clearly with less verbal fillers. And so far that has really helped. And that was why this was one of my resolutions, I think in 2019, to start the show and speak more and present more and communicate more, but reading's great. I also think that investing in your ability to write is by taking courses in copywriting, grammar, uh, writing concisely, you know, go to your local journalism school and take a course on, you know, descriptive writing or persuasive writing or writing headlines or those kind of things. There's all kinds of like awesome copywriting courses and books out there also, but I found that the better that I write, the more clearly I get a message out to my prospect and the faster I can move deal cycles along. Or, uh, you know, again, I can kind of present myself better through the written word. If I'm emailing a lot of prospects back and forth and I'm working with lots of different moving parts in a deal cycle, ability to write, ability to speak is very, very valuable. And a lot of that stems from reading and, you know, enhancing my vocabulary, 
you know, like investing in my, investing is a weird word, but just sort of getting curious about a topic and then going into a book and reading about it. So read, write, and practice speaking. There's all kinds of ways you can do that. Courses, books. If you want opportunities to go speak, you can, you know, set up a Zoom club. There's book clubs. There's uh, what's the Toastmasters is like the public speaking clubs. So go and find opportunities to do that. And you'll level up as a business person and ultimately as a SaaS salesperson as well. So the last thing I'm going to talk about, and then I'm going to sign off for a little bit while I come down from my caffeine high is go out and do shit, go out and do shit. So this is an interesting one. And one that I don't think gets talked about enough, but when I've been in the best positions of my career, whether that was building the best customer relationships, having the most uh, results from prospecting, closing the largest deals, closing the most deals, what I've observed when I look back on like, what was I doing right during those time periods, those quarters where I did exceptionally well, or that time when I landed that perfect opportunity, what was I doing really well? I was getting out and doing shit. So what I've found about this business, the SaaS selling business is you can get very immersed and engrossed in your SaaS career and it can start to sort of consume you and who you are. And I'm telling you that prospects don't like that. They don't want to work with someone whose entire existence in life is based around hitting a quota, making a number of dials, you know, hitting a certain W-2 target. But those are all, you know, earnings and, and W-2s are a byproduct of being an interesting person who's curious and thought provoking. And one way to do that is to go get outside or go out and do things, invest in your interests and your hobbies, whether that's something in fitness or, you know, again, creative writing or games or something, go out and do things, be with people and make yourself a little bit more of an interesting person because your prospects will appreciate that you're well-rounded, you're interesting to be around, you have good ideas, you're curious, you're thoughtful, you're empathetic. Those are all things that you can gain from putting yourself out there and going to do your hobbies, your activities, the things that you enjoy. Go travel, uh, you know, go get out with friends, go sit around a fire somewhere and talk. These are the things that I've noticed that I do when I do these things consistently and, you know, really don't focus too much on overachievement in the career. The byproduct of the result ends up being that I have a great earnings year, a great quarter, whatever that is. So go out and do shit. That's my last piece of advice. Thanks guys for tuning in. I will be making a couple more episodes before the end of the week. And I wish you all a happy new year. 